0: Welcome to another episode of the Coaching Business Podcast with Max Torno and Nikita Gunkiewicz. As a coach, consultant, expert, or agency, it is your responsibility to make sure your business grows and thrives constantly. Especially in times like these, it's becoming more and more important to listen to mentors who not only provide you with the right know how, but who also make sure you can execute the right steps to increase your revenue and scale. Max Torno and Nikita Gunkovich have shown hundreds of clients how to build and scale successful six and seven figure online coaching consulting or agency businesses and in this very podcast you will learn their secrets to higher profits, happier clients and achieving more freedom
1: Zach our mindset coach, good to see you good to, well good to yeah. hear you
2: <laughs> as always man as always brother <laughs>
1: we were we, so well, welcome to the dear listener as well so if you don't know it Zach and I we relatively regularly do these podcast sessions where we just get together and just have a conversation ramble and people really love these and you know you're a very smart guy you're very fun to talk to so we're like hey let's do another one and you and i we just talked about just randomly the 30 seconds before we hit record we're talking about like taking like i'm like i'm taking myself not so seriously because um, i basically said something like oh i'm an idiot because i didn't get the microphone to work and let's let's start talking about that because and I'd love to hear your take on that, Zach. Um, I Because I feel like as a business owner and especially as like somebody that has a team to manage and like a lot of pressure, if I may say so, is like, I gotta be ultra serious most of the time. And I really relish the, the times where I don't have to be that serious. Because that like that's like, uh, for me personally, like life is the most enjoyable when you're just hanging out with a bunch of friends and you're just stupid. You're just silly, you're making stupid jokes, and you're just like, whether that's in a, over a $500 steak, or whether that's just at home, or just sitting under a tree, you know, my hometown in Austria. Like, that's where I'm happiest, when I can just mess around and, 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 and joke around. And, and I think, if you're all the time on the grind, and you're just like, next, let's go domination, then it's like, you sometimes miss these times. So- Is that your Arnold impression, I think by the way? way <laughs> yeah, probably. probably. <laughs> but but you know you know what I'm saying It's like uh, it's it's really helpful for me to to not take myself too seriously. It's one one of the ways, like, why I can push myself so hard because I find these little pockets of couple seconds in between where I'm just goofing around and I'm an idiot. You know,
2: it helps to keep the balance, right? Because if you're if you're just going so if, like serious as you said, and you're managing a team, you're all business all the time. It gets kind of dry
1: yeah, yeah exactly and and it also it's just like i i don't know i'm not a person who's made to be this like quote unquote leader i don't think anybody ever is like i just sometimes just want to mess around and just be stupid and not have everybody walk around on eggshells and I think when it comes to managing a team, it's like, I, I really try to separate as much as humanly possible, the part of, okay, look, you gotta do this, or, hey, you messed up, you made a mistake, and here's the consequences. And I really try to r- separate that really strictly. And because I feel like it's, it's important to separate emotions, for example, your own emotions, when somebody messes up from the actual issue so i can be absolutely mad at someone if they made a really huge mistake like just yesterday one of our coaches made a big mistake and i i just was like dude look this mistake has cost us this much money and this is really bad and i'm really disappointed and i'm honestly pissed but then literally at the same time and he was just there taking it because that's what good people do they take the feedback and they don't try to explain it or justify themselves i mean of course they they should explain it, but they don't try to like have excuses. And then in the same breath, I also gave him props of like, look, you know, you really messed this up and it was a really stupid mistake, but at the same time you're sitting here and you're taking it and you're taking the feedback and you're moving on. And I, and, and on one side, I kind of respect that as well. And I feel like it is that dichotomy that is at place that is important, just like the dichotomy between, being really hardcore and go-getter and then also messing around a minute later. Does that kind of make sense?
2: Especially when you're using the example of, uh, someone, you know, making a mistake as you put it right in the company and they're humbly, they're there in humility, receiving the feedback, learning what they could do better, so on and so forth. And that is part of the game of growth. And that's what leadership is. And that's what the desire or the intention to be led is as well. It's like, well, not all we're not we're not expecting no uh no mistakes or or nothing like that. It's just all it's all growth, right, at the end of the day. So I think that's a good expectation going in. Yeah.
1: A hundred percent, man. It, it 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 is about that economy and it is about having fun, but at the same time doing getting some really cool stuff done. How are you doing though, man? Where where are you at these days? What's what's going on in Planet Zach?
2: <laughs> we're still in Vancouver, man. So I'm Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, still here, Uh, just growing the business. That's just the name of my game right now, man, is just growing the business. And so we've scaled now into group completely. But it's funny, Max, because you mentioned, you know, we started this talking about seriousness, uh, work and play, keeping that balance and speaking as someone who's always taken myself so seriously. For me, that has been my challenge like one of my areas for, for growth is finding that balance, right? Because I've always been told growing up, Oh Zach, you're so serious. You take yourself so seriously. And so stepping now into, you know, the, a bigger business arena now the, the challenge is, okay, finding that more of that balance, that kind of carefreeness. And it sounds like you're saying that's something that you've kind of always just taken more naturally to, right?
1: kind of yes and kind of no, because I feel like what, at least from my perspective, like whenever I felt a little insecure, a little wobbly, a little less assertive, I would try to compensate by being ultra serious. Mm. Does that kind of make sense? Because I'm like, okay, I'm not a hundred percent sure. So I'd I'd rather go for a safe route and be extra serious than Make maybe being too funny and then not being taken seriously, you know, or like some of my authority is gonna be taken away when I'm too funny. And then what often happens is like a pendulum, and you can literally see this, like literally, to be fully transparent, you can see this in my brand. You can literally go through, for example, my YouTube stuff, and just watch it. Like if if somebody would take the time to watch all my current YouTube videos back to back, they would see that it swings like a pendulum. It went from very funny and very ridiculous to ultra serious but then i became too boring right and then i was a little bit more see a little bit more funny again but then it was too funny it's always this like pendulum that you got to go back and forth and i think like over time i've i'm i don't think i'll ever perfect it but i think i'm getting much better at balancing hey look you're going to see a lot of fun stuff on my social media but also you can take me seriously and I'm also gonna drop some, 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 some hard on value, yeah. you know? Yeah, well, how is it
2: yeah, going? I think, I think that's actually key to strong leadership because if someone only sees you one way, especially if they're like a team member or they're a client or a student in some capacity, if they only mm-hmm. see you one way, it can cause people, I think the market to kind of uh, idolize or pedestalize people and I think yeah. that all that does is create separation between you and your audience, your marketplace. So when you humanize yourself and people see that, it tends to create more of an attraction because there's more of a, a comfort with you while still maintaining a yeah. level of respect because of authority, success, results, and so on. But the, the, the value mm-hmm. of that hu- humanization, I think, is important. Right. Because otherwise you end up becoming or one ends up becoming like it can be too dictatorial, uh, a bit too intense. And you kind of lose the life or the, the joy out of the experience. Right. So and also, too, you're mentioning like these this fluctuation of style that you've had in your content and people go, okay, so Max is like this. Oh, now he's like that. Well, who is he? What's he really like? And then in that kind of back and forth people get to know different elements of you and then they get to see your growth. And I think that, I think this is important too when we're talking about public figures and public perception and the brand that one creates is they go, well, this is who I, I always was and now my brand is, my brand image is evolving and how is that negative? Like, for example, you go, well, people have always known me in this one way and now I'm changing, I'm evolving. Could that yeah. possibly negatively impact my brand image? And the reality is, is that I think your audience, anyone's audience expects you to grow. They expect you to change. If you're really leading yourself, yeah. then you're not gonna yeah. stay the same. You know what I mean? You're going I agree, to You're gonna show it, different sides of yourself.
1: I think, I think, and it's, so I think it's, that, there's it, the, the positive, the positive there. part of it. And I've watched so many brands over my lifetime simply because I've been following people that I found interesting, but also from a kind of like the marketing lens of things. And it's, you can do so much wrong when you're growing and evolving into a direction is almost comical. And it's such a difficult balance to achieve because when you have a following, you no matter how good you are no matter how self secure and self confident you are you're gonna find a liking about about the, per, the 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 public persona that you've created you're gonna find a liking about people sending you dms or commenting and saying hey you changed my life hey thank you for this thank you for that nobody is above that it's gonna it's gonna stroke your ego a little bit or a lot and The thing, though, is just like Mm -hmm. you just so accurately said, man, you're going to grow. Every person grows. Every person changes. And then what happens, though, with each change that you forego in the public eye, there's going to be some people who will like you more from that change. But there's also going to be people who will like you less. And that is where the true challenge comes in. You got to say, okay, you know what? I'm I'm developing myself into a certain direction. And some people won't like that. And that's okay. And that is where I see so many people struggle. And I certainly have struggled with that myself is because then people all of a sudden realize, hold on a second, but this hurts. I don't want that and that person to not like me. So I I gotta fix this. Like I gotta start behaving like that. So people won't leave negative comments or something like that. But the problem is when you do that, is you alienate not only the people who just don't like your new direction, but you're also gonna alienate people that would love you either way. Because there's one thing that nobody likes, and that is when you're not authentic. And that is, I've seen so many brands then, you know, they became mm-hmm. famous because they don't care, because of their carefree attitude or, or whatnot. But then when they start caring, they become self aware. They build up filters in what they say and how they look like just because they want to be liked by certain people. And this can become an obsession because you, will, you would get 99% of positive comments or DMs, but you would focus on that one hater and you would be like, damn it. And instead of focusing on the people that love what you do, you start focus on proving somebody else wrong And that is where you lose so much of your authenticity. And that is where you really, really mess up. So I believe it's really crucial to, and it's impossible to do that, but try to fail with as much (laughs) dignity as possible in that task of like always staying true to yourself and try to never care about how you come across to somebody because once you do, it's not only game over for the people who perceive you, but also for yourself because it, it is no fun at all when you put yourself out there with your brand and you hate it, no fun at all. I'd rather have fun and, and post this one stupid meme right. that makes absolutely zero sense unless you're following like Formula One or something like that, you know. but 99% of your audience won't get it. Like I prefer doing that because I do this for myself because I'm like, if I couldn't do this, what's the purpose of having my brand in the first place then? You know?
2: Sure. Yeah. Then you end up just creating content, for example, in terms of brand content for other people. Mm -hmm. And you're not thinking out of it from your own creation. You're just thinking it in terms of how are other people perceiving this at all times. And so you wind up being your own like because everyone has the potential to be their own worst critic. But if you're setting up your business and your content creation in that way, then that's the only way in which you're looking at your that's the only filter that you're looking through. It's like, how am I being perceived? Is this gonna is this gonna hurt my brand images and so you, you just wind up yeah losing authenticity and also it stifles yeah. your creative potential
1: it does a hundred percent like the, the the enemy of creativity is is like being too much aware I guess or caring too much almost if you will. yeah
2: yeah well you probably experienced so, this kind of thing max when you were or because you're talking about transitions and like people aligning and then MIT and then not aligning right when you were transitioning from the dating coaching business, the relationship business, yeah. to yeah. what you're doing now with business building, right? Having to kind of re, like it's almost like reintroducing yourself in a new way. A hundred,
1: a uh, hundred percent, man. And you know it's cool that you brought that up because just earlier today I, I was at the gym and I thought about that because um I still get sometimes, uh, albeit much rarer now, uh, DMs of people like, oh, just go back to dating, and. Back in the days, that would, really, that would really bother me because when you go into a new direction, you always want people to like the new stuff better than the old stuff, because that would then mean that you're growing and you're getting better at yeah. something, right? Just for like bands, like if you, if you ever go see Metallica life, um, they oftentimes said, hey, do you guys want us to play some old stuff? And everybody's like, yeah, and it's like super loud. And then like, what about some new stuff? And then it's always less loud. (laughs) And I'm always like, man, it must feel so bad if like people just come to listen to your 30 year old songs as opposed to the new stuff. But then again, do you really know a lot of examples where the newer stuff is better? Because ultimately people follow you because of the old stuff. And the thought that I had earlier, I'm like, because I'm like, man, I kind of like it more when people say, hey, look, the business stuff that you're doing is great and it really changed my life. I, li- I would like that more. But then on the other hand, having people reach out to me and say, look, your dating stuff was amazing and I, I, you know, I, I wish you would go back to it. I'm like, that is also something great because it means that I've done something years ago that people still find awesome, even though it's not even actively being pushed out anymore. So it's a lot about the perception as well and just being appreciative of of a sign like that when people years later reach out to you and still talk about the content that you dropped like eight years ago
2: well yeah it means you did it well right because if everyone was like oh oh, finally good max you've transitioned from somewhere where you were never meant to be then it'd be like oh okay but no it, it really is like a uh a vote of it's a it's like a recognition of how well you did in your first business
1: exactly and and i like that you know and 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 i see the same with you man like so many people are just talking about you they're like man zach is so cool he's crushing it he's crushing it like i really love seeing your progression in that as well because like you're you're the mindset coach in our company right you're helping out our clients every single tuesday on the mindset call but at the same time you're also working with people much more closely in your own mentoring program and i just i i'm i'm watching this kind of like from halfway on the inside but also from halfway on the outside and it's just, I just think it's super impressive what you've done, man.
2: Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. What,
1: yeah. Yeah, what was like, what was like a, a driving force behind that? Like, tell me, tell us more, like, tell me how, what was your thinking over the last couple of months? What was your planning? How how you been doing, man?
2: In terms of the thinking behind transitioning into the program I do now, or just in general, how did I get into the field?
1: Yes. How the transition to the program that you have right now and like the naming that you have with it and because I'm pretty sure like you've grown Ah. a ton with your content of your program in and of itself.
2: Yes, for sure. Dude, you know, that's a great question. So I realized that it's all of when I say it's, I mean, one's ability to tap into their life's potential, their full potential, whatever that may be, comes down to growing as an individual because you will only experience the kind of results and success in your life, in your business, in your relationships, whatever context, as a consequence of your own level of personal growth. So my program is named the Self Mastery Accelerator because our goal is to accelerate your process, your journey of mastering your mind, mastering yourself. And so we attempt to collapse time, so to speak, shorten that kind of learning curve or that process, so that you can go from saying, here's where I am now. Here's what my experience of life and business relationships is like now. Obviously, we specialize in entrepreneurs, but people are attracted to the program for different reasons. Some people come in and say, well, it's mostly business related. And then some come in and say, well, I'd like to work on actually my experience with relationships first. Because Mm -hmm. what we're doing is we're, you know, I'm not a dating coach. I'm not a relationship mentor. Uh, What we're doing is we're identifying the main ways in which people hold themselves back, sabotage their progress in thought, feeling, and behavior. And once we identify that, we pinpoint the key areas for each individual. All we have to do is clear out and unlearn that conditioning that that one has learned when i say conditioning i I mean beliefs unconscious beliefs and behaviors so we just unlearn it and essentially create new conditioning or another way of saying it is a new personality because your personality creates your personal reality so if you are unhappy at some level with your personal reality all we do is we understand who is the version of you right now and throughout your past Mm. that is responsible (laughs) for creating this personal reality. And then we just go in and teach you how to unlearn who you've been, who you've learned to become, so that you can create a new experience of life.
1: Yeah. And of course, like that, that has a ton. So it's all self mastery. Ton of impact on your business and making money. And this is one thing that I've realized is like, I have grown so much kind of subconsciously on a certain level from my dating and personal development journey. And then once I started thinking more about the business aspect, like I wasn't even aware of how much of my growth mindset was flowing into that. So for the first, man, I would say four or five years, I only thought like, oh yeah, business is basically just about, you know, like the right systems and the right strategy and, you know, marketing not knowing that the reason why I was crushing with marketing in the systems was because I had all this background of personal growth already. I had all that under my belt. And then and then I started teaching and I was like, here's the structure, here's what to do, here's the marketing. And people are just, they mm-hmm. wouldn't be able to execute. And I'm like, what's wrong with you guys? You know, what, what's, what's going on? And then we realized like, hey, hold on. Like other people haven't gone through that mindset transformation like I have because they haven't done four or five years of crazy world touring and Bruce Development were forced to reinvent themselves, just like you said, and like forced to unlearn what they've learned. Yep. And that is then also on a little side note, why we started bringing on you on board, because people kept saying, like, man, my mindset is off and blah blah blah, and I have to work on myself on the inside. And I was like, What do you mean? You just do the structure. And then and then we're like, Okay, hey, you know what? There's a Zach guy, he's absolutely crushing it. Let's have him, you know, do a couple of calls. And then all of a sudden I got I I would have so many people report back to me that had struggles with like mindset, execution, procrastination, the whole spiel. And they'd be like, I can finally do this. And then I realized the importance of mindset as well on top of the business structure. And that, that was pretty cool. Kind of to
2: witness, you know, Sure, yeah. A lot of people go through that journey like yourself where it's like you're growing as a consequence of building your business, stretching your comfort zone, like you were with the World Tours, doing things you never had done before. And then just as a consequence, you grow, right? It's almost like a side effect, Uh, but you have to grow if you want those business results to grow, yeah. if you want your relationships to change, the quality of your interactions with people, you have to. And so it can either happen kind of as a side effect without you even really realizing, yeah. or you can be proactive and say with recognition, okay, something's off, it's working for other people, this is a proven pathway, it's a proven system, why am I having a different experience?
1: Yeah, and that is, that is so crucial, like, and you know, what's funny, what I've kind of realized over the last, last month specifically is like, you never know who's going to grow beyond themselves. You cannot like, I've been in business consulting now for, uh, what is 2022 now? I would say like four or five years, see more seriously. And the whole time I, I was trying to predict who's going to absolutely crush it and who's going to have some struggles. And up to this day, I still cannot predict it. We get clients in where we're like, okay, they're gonna have a little bit of a harder time. You know, for them it's gonna take a little bit longer, which is fine, you know, if it takes somebody longer, we'll, we'll help them out for longer. But then you have people that, that look like they're gonna take longer and they absolutely excel. And then you have people that have huge potential way, like, okay, it's gonna be really easy for that person. But then they start self-sabotaging themselves, just like you said. And you're like, oh, wow, like it would be so easy for that person if only, if only, if only, you know what I mean?
2: Mm Mm-hmm, yep.
1: And that's crazy. Yeah, most definitely. Why do do people self-sabotage themselves? Like that is so beyond my understanding.
2: Well, it's just, it's all unconscious, right? No one intends to hold themselves back. No one intends to hurt themselves, right? We all want consciously a life of abundance, joy, prosperity, happiness, success. Yeah. But that's consciously, and the conscious mind is only five percent of the mind. Ninety-five percent is the unconscious mind. We have so much going on uh, behind the scenes, under the hood, so to speak, that we're just not aware of. Yeah. But to- you, know, you know, you are people. They are aware of the pain, the problem. Oh, the procrastination, the the limiting belief, whatever it is. But they don't necessarily know why or how or the details behind that.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and the thing that that is like here's here's some really deep questions, like Why do we have that? Why don't animals have that? Is it that we're too complex for our own good and all that complexity is just kind of like Whirling it's in itself and it's just creating these spasms of self-sabotage because a dog wouldn't self-sabotage himself A zebra wouldn't self-sabotage, you know what I mean? It's like or is it because of our environment being too complex We're not made to be, you know, We're like we humans were made to be in a tribe of 150 people. We're humans are made to, you know, go hunt the mammoth, eat it and procreate. And, you know, like I think our lives are just really complex. So my question, philosophical question here is like, what do you think is like, is it, is it that our consciousness has evolved too too complex compared to animals? Is it that our environment is too complex? Is it that... I don't know. Geez, you tell me, man.
2: <laughs> oh, no, I think you're I think you going down the right direction. It's like, be, because we are the intelligent species, we're able to then think rationally and logically, right? Yeah. So because of the prefrontal cortex, we have this ability to have self-awareness. And now we have the ability to use our minds in ways that the animals are not. Yeah. They're not. So their their life is very, very simple, eat, procreate, r- rinse and repeat. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Right. Have a bit of fun, roll around. But because of our uh, developed ego mind and, and our ability to have self-awareness, we then interact with so much more detail within the world that we can then get caught up in it. Yeah. Right. And literally create problems where they need not exist. You, if you think about all the ways in which humanity suffers, so much of it, I, I mean I'm just going to say 99.99% right of suffering. I mean honestly it's 100% of it's <laughs> unnecessary and it is human made.
1: Yeah. I mean do you think I agree? Do you think there is a way for us humans to evolve? Or do you think in a parallel universe, do you think there would have been a way for us to evolve without uh, us creating an ego mind?
2: Okay, Okay. so really what we're looking at here is why do we have the ego mind and what's its real function or purpose? Is that kind of where we're going? Exactly, like what is its purpose?
1: Like for example, if you look at it, just like evolutionarily speaking, it's like, all humans have ego. Granted, some less, some more. But I'm like, has there been humans that didn't have an ego, but because they didn't have ego, they wouldn't win the genetic war, so to speak, and they would procreate less? And over time, you know, if it's always the ego person that gets to procreate and pass on their genes, I mean, there must be some sort of advantage to the ego. Otherwise, we humans wouldn't have evolved with so much ego. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, definitely, man. Now we're getting deep. Okay, so the ego really, as I see it, has two purposes, one of which we can all agree on that uh, it's here for our survival. So the ego, think of it like a computer operating system that we are, we are born with. Okay, so from the moment of our birth, we have this operating system called the ego that cause that it that really enables us to interact with and move through this 3d time space physical reality. Okay, yeah. And it causes us to do this through separation, which we call duality. So we say, I am this body. My name is Zach. I'm from this country. I'm Canadian. I'm this age. I'm, these are my experiences. This is my history, my education, my family, so on and so forth. Yeah. And so we then create this egocentric identity that is different, individual, unique, and separate from you. Yeah. And so we go, you are separate from me. This is the context of our relationship. You are there, I'm here, so on and so forth. So then the ego gives us the ability to separate friend from foe, um, mating partner, food source, yeah. so on and so forth. This dualistic framework and in interaction with reality so that we can uh, procreate, feed our families, build the house, and do these kind of very basic human needs, okay? Yeah. Fulfill these basic human needs for the survival of the species. Now, beyond that, the ego is a limitation. So then this is where we we, we discuss the secondary function or purpose of the ego. And that is a challenge. It's a system, it, it's a, a system that says, okay you can use the ego for these purposes and you need to without it, you wouldn't actually be surviving, but beyond survival, it doesn't enable you or allow you to thrive. So then it says, okay, if you want to go beyond your basic human needs and you want to evolve and grow spiritually, the ego provides you with the most appropriate challenges to transcend ego, we call them ego positions. Yeah. Uh, that if you're able to transcend these using very a very specific pathway, and this is actually what we teach in the Self-Mastery Accelerator, then you enable yourself to transcend levels of consciousness. And as you transcend into higher levels of consciousness, you actually tap into greater, more profound, more deep experiences in the world that are of less ego and higher consciousness. And so what we're getting into here, Max, is raising our level of spiritual consciousness by becoming less ego so that we can then tap into a more effortless, joyful, abundant, and prosperous experience of life and business. Hmm. So this is where we're looking at kind of the two main purposes or functions of the ego. So you go, well, the average person doesn't change. You can't teach an old dog new tricks, which for the average person is true, but why is that? It's because they stay in egoic functioning and they don't really have a desire to go beyond.
1: Damn, so if you really wanna kind of start to let go of your ego, you need to have a desire to do so. That's the first step
2: yes you have to have that self-awareness and go okay what something is missing um so people will come to that point in their level of realization for any reason and it's all very individual yeah. you know for example for example the classic one of okay let's say someone's achieved a lot of financial abundance and they're maybe they're they're climbing the corporate ladder maybe they've crushed it with their own yeah. business and they're going hmm every time i i reach a new point a new level of success yes there's that moment of payoff yes there's that moment of pleasure but then it's very short-lived and I have to just keep continuously raise this bar to find that feeling yeah. and so if I've done this enough times and I've realized that I'm just kind of doing the same thing how can I do this differently so I can maintain fulfillment and truly grow on the inside while still excelling in these all in these kind of external and physical yeah. ways so you do have to have this moment of, okay, there's something else that's out there. What is yeah. that? It's like a moment of curiosity.
1: And that is true. That is really, in all honesty, is like a couple ways can get you there to that moment of realization that that it's not all about the external achievements. That is either a near death experience, a, a low point in life, mm-hmm. but also a psychedelic experience. And I've had, I've had all three of these, (laughs) all three of these, like I've had a low point in my life, you know, when it pours, it rains, when just bad things happen to you in a very short succession. And you're just, you're just wondering like, why, why all of this? And then, you know, in the beginning it's like, oh, it's because of that person and that person, this and that. But then with time, that's how they say, you know, time heals all wounds with time. You kind of realize your part in that and even when somebody really really screws you over you still had a part in that yourself and once you make that realization that realization alone makes it a necessity to grow beyond your ego because it's the ego that tells you look it's not my fault it's just the other person there is always a role that one plays in that as well when it comes to near-death experiences And I've had a few of these. I've had it with snowboarding. I've had it with, um, with uh, uh, swimming in the ocean. Yeah, I am a bad swimmer <laughs> uh, or, or just similar things like that. Um, that also brings things into perspective because in that moment where you're in this limbo and you're really close to death, you're like, look, none of this matters, man. None of this where you were the king, none of this where you were the loser matters, man. What really matters in such moments is love <laughs> it sounds so so you know mm-hmm. it's so dumb but it's like it's love like what really what really damn matters is the love you think about your girlfriend your grandpa your grandma your family your parents your siblings the people in your life and like how much appreciation you have for these people that's what you think of and that's insane And it's the same with when you participate in a, in a a psychedelic experience via, you know, ayahuasca, LSD, DMT, whatever it is. It's like all these experiences have the one thing in common that you have extremely heightened sense of empathy, not only empathy for others, but also empathy for yourself. You stop being so hard on yourself. You start treating yourself more like you would treat someone that you really love, like, Hey, don't beat yourself up over this. Hey you mess this up and that's okay. You don't need to be perfect. I think like a, myself as, as much um, awareness I can bring to the table about myself is like I'm extremely hard on myself. Like I don't always treat myself well because I put goals, I always put goals to such a high level that they are beyond myself. And I think it's to a certain degree necessary to put goals above yourself if you really wanna grow and get somewhere. But you can't always have your goals above yourself because then you burn yourself out. And I've had that as well. <laughs> to add to the experience, like I've had that as well. And that's why I think like, working with people like you is so damn valuable. Because not only do you provide the third person perspective into it, that is crucial, but also you bring it from a standpoint of really knowing your stuff. Like you really know yours. And I think that's what makes working with a mindset coach, even in the business sense, which is quite pragmatic, so damn valuable.
2: Mm, yeah. it's It can be essential to have that third party awareness to be able to get to the next yeah. level. You know, Max, to rewind a bit to what you were saying earlier about having – You know a moment of let's say intensity intense awareness that brings you you mentioned it could be a psychedelic It could be a near-death experience some moment where you're really really challenged And an egoic fear is brought up in an instant Let's say the fear of death is the biggest one and in that moment of intense Awareness and focus you have this clarity of mind what actually matters it's love, and so what you're really defining here is we, as we were talking about earlier, is goes well. Humanity then is actually making things unnecessarily complicated, <laughs> which is where their problems come yeah. from. Oh, it took this kind of intense moment to educate me as to the reality of what actually matters, and that's something as simple as love. You mean all this complication, all of these things, and this and that, while it is essential for growth what's the most important and it's that simple
0: yeah
2: right so in essence yes problems suffering come out of this complexity which we are responsible for and if we let go of all this complexity which is just egoic programming we find connection with truth and that is love and you go well to the ego it's kind of silly it's (laughs) kind of hokey but if that's that. At the end of the day, that's the that's the answer behind the door.
1: Exactly, and 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 uh, you know that's one thing that I hated in the movie uh, uh, Interstellar, where it's like at the end, it's like love transcends the universe, and I was like, it's so corny. <laughs> but damn, it's true. Like, it, you know, like yeah. it it's true. It's love, but not only love for others, but also love for yourself and appreciation, and there's just so many things that one can be appreciative of even when they have nothing, even when they're just getting started. And even, you know, a lot of people listening to the podcast here cause they want to get started and they say, my life sucks or it's not as cool as I want it to be. But yo, you still have a lot of great things going on in your life. Practice that every single day, practice that gratitude, practice what you have. And also like, look, ask for help, whatever it is, like ask other people for help. Like, I always feel like people don't want to get on other people's nerves. Oh, I don't want to ask for help. I don't want to bother other people. But to be honest, like people like helping, like it's in our very nature to like helping others. We enjoy that. We like feeling like somebody else needs us. We like feeling that we're doing something good. So, you know, let's be all part of that.
2: Um, I'm glad you brought that up actually really quickly this 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 yeah you know people want to feel as they have like they've been valued and they've been of service to another person so now we're what we're entering into into this essentially a new age of humanity a new age of human experience is going from Beautiful. the pathway of service to self now into service to others where where we're you know people are going to really start to value how can I be of service to another person? Because that's really what abundance is. If I, have, if mm. I am of abundance, mm. then guess what that means? I have abundance from which to give, to serve. Even if I don't feel abundant, it's a life hack to start asking the question, how can I serve? And then you recognize that my abundance was always there within. But using that, abu- that kind of vehicle of serving others, it wakes it up inside you, look how much I have to give, look how much I have to help. Yeah, And then it wakes up a level of abundance within.
1: That's the crazy thing is like, people think they got to get to abundance by getting more and taking more. When in reality, it's about giving more. It's so insane, like the way this works. And I think we have so much more like research that needs to be done in that regard. But it's like, the more you give, the more you get. And it's not just a random saying. I believe it really is like that. Like every time, I was like oh man i don't want to spend so much money oh blah 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 this and that like every time i was like you know what to hell like let me go make that donation it's like that money would always come back it's so insane and like there must be some sort of like universal law that kind of transcends the you know the the observable physical laws that must be at play here and i i believe like with like more research should be done in that in that regard it would be really interesting for us and i hope in our lifetimes you and i will still witness some of those like discoveries being made because i think it's really interesting like there must be some i don't know if it's energy or whatever we'll call it whatever essence like i think there is something to it there is something like karma especially in the business world so yeah man dude (laughs) <laughs> we've been ranting we've been intense, rambling and intense intense intense, intense. <laughs> yo zach where can people find you if they say hey i want to learn more about mindset where can people reach out to you where can they get in touch with you
2: well i'm currently building a youtube um but the best place to find me right now still is on social so instagram uh you can connect with me on facebook facebook and instagram so instagram is mr dot zach michael z-a-c-k uh, Michael spelt the traditional way. Um, and then I'm going to be firing up uh, a website soon so you can find me there. But uh, yeah. until that time, social is the spot.
1: Yeah, go hit him up. Zach replies to his DMs personally. He's an extremely epic dude. And you're posting cool stuff on your gram as well. Like, the captions that you post underneath your feed pic- pictures, they're like, you know, like, I don't read captions usually of people, rarely. Unless I have to, you know. But yours I always do because I know they're valuable as hell. And that's fucking fantastic. Sure. Yeah. Nice. Anyway, Appreciate that, man. Yeah. Zach, thanks. Thanks for your time as always, mate. And thank you to you, dear listener. Go check out Zach's stuff and stay in touch. GG.
0: You like what you've heard today? Then remember, only listening to a podcast does absolutely nothing unless you implement these learnings. Do you want to know if you're a good fit to be working together with Max and his team? Then go to MaxTorno.com slash call and apply for a free consultation call. On this 30-minute free consultation, you will be told what exact steps you need to take in order to either start your own online business or scale your existing online business. You will be talking directly to an expert, and together with them, you will be learning how you should position yourself, what prices you should ideally charge, and how you can reach your target audience in the most effective and scalable way. Please remember one important thing. Your online business is not just going to scale itself. You need a mentor who has been there and done it already. A mentor who has helped hundreds of people all around the world not only get to their first six figures, but also scale to consistent seven figures a year. You want to know if you're a good fit for this? Then secure your free consultation call now under MaxTorno.com call.